Have you ever had this happen? You're thinking of someone. Maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while. You get to wondering how they are. You're just about to give them a ring or shoot them a text, and the phone beeps, and it's them. How weird is that? In those moments, it feels like the universe has extended a cable between your two brains, somehow tuning you into one another in space and time. It seems magical. It makes you feel like maybe there are such things as destiny and soulmates and unicorns and a way to prepare kale that actually makes it palatable. But the scientist in me knows better, especially about the kale. God, it's gross. The scientist knows that there are laws of averages and probability that explains it all perfectly. You and your friend share a lot of things in common. It's why you're friends, after all. Interests, other friends, maybe even habits. And perhaps most importantly, you both have the same sense of time that's passed since you last talked. At a certain point, you both become aware of each other's absence, and so reach out to check in. Basically, you both just know each other, and the rest is human nature. But what if you don't know each other? What if someone you've never met reaches out to you at the very same time you're thinking about reaching out to them? What explains that? I had this happen to me this fall when I was contacted by a woman named Caitlin Abrams. It's good. How you doing? Good. Found it okay. Yeah. Cool, huh? Yeah. This is Caitlin and my first face-to-face meeting this past September in Paulette, Vermont. Doing the foliage is gonna make it even like more stunning for sure. Yeah. Another week or so, and there'll probably be wall-to-wall traffic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New Yorkers, Massachusetts. All, all of them <laughs> yeah. will be here. <laughs> well, I even on the way over, I came through Manchester, mm. and even that was starting to get a little bit, a little bit uh, bumper to bumper, and people looking and pointing. <laughs> yeah, where we live. We live As we home. chat, we find out that we have a lot in common for two strangers. We're both New England gals, born and bred, and as such, enjoy having a good old larf at the Leaf Peepers this time of year. We both met our husbands while still in high school. We both enjoy roving the backcountry roads. And perhaps, most importantly, we both love historic cemeteries. That's right. We're both taffophiles. I haven't been back since we did that cleaning, and it looks really good. Yeah. So, Do you know the, the story of why there's two... Uh, two cemeteries here on both sides of the road or just overflow? Um, I believe, so I believe um, that, you know, this is the old one way over there. Um, and that's... Being fellow taphophiles, people who enjoy studying and spending time in cemeteries, naturally, we chose to meet in a cemetery. The Old Paulette Cemetery in Paulette, Vermont. Caitlin has done a lot of work here. And by work, I mean gravestone cleaning, something she was drawn to 
by her interest in historic preservation and conservation of cemeteries and headstones. Caitlin began to make videos of her cleaning projects and posted them on TikTok and Instagram. These three-minute videos show a sped-up timeline of Caitlin cleaning the gravestone, promoting the proper and safe techniques, while her voiceover tells the details of the life of the person whose grave she's cleaning. And Caitlin's gone viral, as they say. Her videos routinely get over one million views on TikTok. People have responded to her message of cemetery preservation and conservation combined with storytelling. Her work is really compelling, and I've been watching her stuff for a while, contemplating whether to shoot her a message just to say, hey, I like your stuff. You want to collaborate sometime? I have a podcast about cemeteries. It seemed like we had a lot in common, both New Englanders who liked cemeteries, and although you can never guess where someone's going to come down on such a hot-button topic like the edibility of kale these days, I was hopeful and thought maybe she'd respond. But, I told myself, she must get a hundred messages a day from people. So, I talked myself out of it. And then, later that day, that very day, bing, a message shows up on my phone from Caitlin. And a few weeks later, here we are in Paulette. And though our other commonalities revealed themselves later, the one thing that brought us together, unknowingly tethered us through the ether was what I call the taphosphere, this network of like-minded weirdos who love cemeteries. We may not actually know one another, but instantly we get one another. And what follows is an interview I did with Caitlin in that cemetery in Paulette in the fall of 2021. And it's great because, well, Caitlin's great. And it was really fun for me to go nerdo e nerdo with another cemetery fan. And this interview is also great because I learned a lot. Caitlin's preservation work lay outside my area of expertise. So I was eager, and maybe you are too, to learn what the whole process of cleaning historic gravestones properly is all about. So come along with Caitlin and me as she takes me on a tour of some of her recent projects at the old Paulette Cemetery. Listen in as two cemetery dorks let their freak flags fly. People of the world, welcome to the Taphosphere. I'm Gail Golick, and this is The Secret Life of Death, Episode 9, Taphosphere. Understandably. Right. Um, do we want to take a walk over there? Yeah. Show me. Show me around. Show me some of the 
the stuff that you've been working on and if you have any anything you want to anything you want to talk about yeah cool yeah i, I want to spend more time in this one I'm, and there's some that now that i you know i clean a lot i'm like oh like i want to clean that one <laughs> i want to clean all of them well there's got seeing watching your videos there's just something so cathartic about seeing it all just rinse away like oh. yeah i know I, and i've noticed that about myself that i get when i see one that's really dirty i'm like oh, like I, I get like tense about it yeah, can't not oh yeah i have to do it um, what's funny is I came here to look at this cemetery one time and I wasn't sure if it was on their property so I, I went over there and I like introduced myself and then we became friends because cool. <laughs> so, she's like my age and has a kid and so it was funny but yeah oh, I love this old place this is great chock-a-block. Yes, yes, it is pretty well stacked. Um, so again, these were all cleaned um, during the VOCA um, event. Um, there's a couple that I've cleaned um, in here before that. I was trying to tackle some before VOCA came. So this is one of those. His wife. <gasps> so, and I like this one because this dude, Ephraim, he died in his sawmill. From, uh, I actually found a news article about it, and he um, went to dislodge ice from the sawmill and got pulled underneath. So, you know. <laughs> Yikes. And then his wife, Sally, had died. This was, I think, one of the newer stones that I've done, or older stones, excuse me, one of the older stones that I've done. Um, so I don't believe he ever got remarried because he died you notice his has the urn and willow and hers has the soul effigy so there's a pretty big gap in between deaths which i think is interesting yeah and you know this is my favorite new england stone carver that did this one it's a rubabel he's got those big wide jaws those big bulging eyes and <laughs> no vacant space <laughs> all whirls and pretty things yes it's very uh as opposed to some of the other ones I've seen with the, they're kind of static. And yep. this one has a lot of depth to it and yep. even the flowers, which are a lot of times uh, over on our side of the state when they, when you see that, that pattern, it's just, um, it's sort of like the precursor to, to those with uh, the, the hexafoil shapes of just the mm -hmm. like burp, 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 yep. but with the, <laughs> you can tell that they just used a little uh, style or not a stylus but a compass just to mm. go and make very basic shapes and then yeah. you can see how it evolves into these elaborate flowers and the geometric shapes just really expand yeah no it's a it, this one I was when I cleaned it I was like oh yeah very I love it <laughs> I love it so much just I want so more. I want my stone to look like this. <laughs> like exactly like this this is a Rubabel Collins stone <laughs> this one I thought was really interesting because Oh, and it looks like the D2 is actually, oh, that's cool. I didn't think there was anything still on it, but um, this got just sprayed in the clean. Um, so, I, you know, no one scrubbed it for obvious reasons. It's cracked. And, um, but what I think is really cool is that this is like clearly a custom made like iron thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably, I would guess from the 1800s, early 1900s, um, holding together the stone yeah. and, and it's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still functioning completely. I mean, yeah, it would probably do more harm than good to try to yeah, remove to it at this point. Touch it or 
<laughs> look at it wrong. But yeah, you can start to see the little yeah, the face, face and that's being revealed. That's interesting. I didn't know. Like I said, I've, I've passed this one a million times, and I didn't know. And I haven't been here since since they went through and cleaned. Um, so this is just a couple weeks ago that they did yes, this? Yes, this was August 21st, so about a month oh, ago. Oh, okay. So that's interesting to see how oh, yeah, the it's evolution incredible. of, or not evolution, but the progression yeah. of the D2. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Like there's one, the first one I ever cleaned, I went back um, like a year later and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so clean. Because when I had just gone like a month or even two months, three months, I was like, okay, I guess it's kind of cleaning up. And a year later, it was Isn't beautiful. So it's kind of funny. I'm, people will ask me sometimes, like, Can you, what is the D2? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's magic. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is a solution. And that's it. That's it's all like little tell you. fairies that live inside it. <laughs> scrub brushes, and that's all I know. They get into the stone. <laughs> yeah. And they don't hurt anything. It's just. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, then this one. It's interesting, too, like, you know, this, what happened to this one? And I, I find that interesting, like, when you see one that's completely, you know, basically dissolved mm. like this, like what's the difference between that one and that one? Because they're probably from around the same time. Is it just that this one's been, you know, touched up or is it just the stone was weaker? Like, what is it, you know? I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be some, even though the, I'm sure most of all of this marble must have come just from Dorset, I'm yep. assuming. So Most likely. Yeah, so they could have gotten a crap, and been in a crappy vein that had some junk in it and it just popped yep all popped off and yeah you just you never know i mean really though it's amazing how well they do stand up when you think about how off not awful but how intense <laughs> the vermont winter is and the changes and the ground and all the kind of damage that it can do to like you know modern things and the fact that these are still standing and still in reasonably good condition it's pretty amazing and luckily it, and it does make a, a huge a huge di uh, difference I think to have to have had some attention paid mm. over the years because I've certainly been to ones where the the town or whoever hadn't been taking care of them and people go in and shoot them or bat you know there's been mm. a whole history of of it and it doesn't take long before you just have a whole pile of things like that yeah that, um, if there's just not the culture to mm. pay attention to these things then it, it within a couple you know, generations, it really gets away from you. And yeah. There's really nothing left. But this is, I got to take a picture of this view because this is really like. <laughs> Very Vermont. <laughs> it's, and I don't know if it's just because so many, you know, usually there's so, there's a, a number missing in mm -hmm. any given cemetery, but this one is just full. Yeah. <laughs> it is full Chock to the, full. the brim. And they're just, they're, they're big too. They're all big yeah. stones. It just is an impressive view. <laughs> yeah, and the mountains and the little farm equipment. Yeah, I'm like, my God. It's like, just, can we get a little, an adorable little bunny rabbit to come <laughs> Someone asked, if, like, like, do you ever experience, uh, like, uh, animals or whatever? And I was like, this one cemetery I clean at in Salem, New York, has wood ducks, like, living in a tree. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, here we can yeah, they become, they're part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Too. And, um, and sometimes people will say, you know, on TikTok, they're like, oh, well, these, you know, should be returned to the dust or whatever. And, you know, my thing is always like, it's mostly bird poop on them. <laughs> like, it's not like cute moss. It's like gross bat poop. There's an interesting um, soul effigy that I saw and I had never really seen until we um, cleaned it. Oh, because it's terrifying. <laughs> Whoa. 
Isn't that interesting? It's like, it's sort of, are they in profile? Kind of like yeah. a quarter profile or something? I think so, but like it's got hair. Like that's not super typical. Oh, no, and a, like an actual nose. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Who and did that? Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's got a hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's pretty creepy. And it's, this is 18... 20-something, so okay. kind of out of the time yeah. of the soul effigy, but I don't know. They were, or and so many times I've come across things, too, where I feel like they were trying something here, mm -hmm. and maybe they got a good deal on this one because yep. it didn't quite work, or yeah. <laughs> this was the True. apprentice doing it, and it just, uh, you know, was not a crowd pleaser, because I've never seen one anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, totally, and I think that... Um, what's that's what's interesting too is a lot of times people will say like well what does this symbol mean and i'm like you know it doesn't always have to mean something like yeah. wh why do people pick them now you know i've got a relative that has a deer on his headstone and he never hunted a day in his life but like to see it to not know him you'd be like well he must have been a hunter right. you know but um i think that's actually what's really interesting about them like what they can tell us and what they can't tell us mm -hmm. and that we don't imbue some sort of special spiritual meaning to these people just because they're gone and they can't speak for themselves because it might just be like i don't know he really wanted his face on it yeah that might be him <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah right it is a him daniel. yes okay. daniel and his wife uh oh, this is his daughter lavina oh wow oh yeah so that's from 23 um, and this is his wife, Zipporah, which is interesting because I haven't really seen that name very much here. Oh, so she, oh no, she's Lavina, not Zipporah. Yeah, looks like she's got like a weird little soul effigy up there too. Oh, that's very interesting. 1812. Yeah, so the, and just within one family you can document the evolution mm -hmm. of styles too and you get to... Yeah. I love when you can do that, when you see one that's like early, mid-1800s and has the urn and willow and then their, um, you know, their wife died 20 years ago, so that, she's got the soul effigy and hers is all, you know, you're going to die, remember that, and his is like, oh, it, we're sad you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Forgotten, long love. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so fascinating to actually see that in real time. Um, we can go to the back here. There's yeah. a, one that I cleaned here that I was... Um, like so um, part of what Voca did was reset a lot of these stones so there were a lot um, that had fallen so we had you know a few strong people come I told them I'm like I can't help with that yeah. I can't help with the strong part but these two right here Ooh. those were flat and maybe that's the difference here is that everything is upright and mm -hmm. vertical and not tippy yep and that makes such an impression I you know I don't I, I wouldn't have thought that it would be as uh, be as visually revealing, but that's like so, wow, something's different here. This looks <laughs> it's impressive here. Yeah, that's, and that's probably why. Yeah, they're all clean, but they look mm -hmm. nice, and they're all upright. Yeah. Um, so Ooh, this one, I just saw that yeah. one. Yeah. So this is a grave for the these people lost multiple babies between 1801 and 1812. Um, and then we have you know my lovely. I think it's supposed to be babes, but it's B-A-B. Yeah. Sleep here in dust till Jesus comes to raise the just. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, kind of a scoring pattern. Or whatever that, yeah, just a real basic 
Yeah, that was the first one I cleaned in this cemetery. Because um, it was pretty covered in lichen, and it has cleaned up so nice. That looks... That's Yeah, that cut, caught my eye as soon as we turned around. <laughs> Woo, zing! <laughs> it's crazy to think, like, how much... How these were all white, you know, right. when they were bought. Uh, because I was reading about, you know, a lot of the reason that they're gray is because of acid rain as a result of the Industrial Revolution and increased pollution. So... You know, sometimes people will say on TikTok, like, oh, but the patina's really nice. And I always tell them, like, they wouldn't have expected that patina yep. to be there. They would have thought it's going to stay white. That was going to be some moss, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it'll ultimately stand. Well, that's interesting, the kind of feedback that you get. And, I, you know, it's, it's they're conversations worth having, certainly. Yeah. And uh, But I, I think I side with you on that in that you sort of, is it... Well, I guess, I guess it's sort of double-edged thing. Is it our? Is it for us to decide what they would have wanted, or mm -hmm. <laughs> or to honor what the original intent was, was to have a marker here for this person? Somebody paid for this to have this individual yeah. remembered, and can you really do that if it's tipped over, if it's covered in junk, mm -hmm. if it isn't ma in a place that's maintained and res you know treated respectfully? Is is that? Yeah, usually what I'll say, because I agree with you, I think it is a conversation worth having, and I'll usually say, you know, the the laws were such and the expectation was such that if you were, um, if you didn't want to have your grave in a cemetery, you could be buried on property with a wooden cross that's gone in 10 years. Um, and the fact that this person, I mean, these wouldn't have been cheap, they're not cheap now and they were not cheap then. And they would have, not only that, you have to pay to get it here right. and, and with horses, you know, and then have it erected. Um, I think that especially in a time where you had very few permanent or semi-permanent things to remember your loved ones by, there's no photos, there's no, you know, nothing like that to have a physical representation of their existence. I, I, I am feel pretty comfortable assuming that if it's here, they would want it kept up. Especially thinking about, this is a grave for, you know, I think it's five or six kids. So it's like, you know, I think about it from would the parents want it kept up? Or would they want, like, no, I want it to rot to the ground, you know? <laughs> like, right, th th that was the intent here. That yeah. They wanted those, because I think about all of the emotion of losing five. Yeah. Chil or they were baby, like stillborn Babies, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, we have four months, um, oh. 18 days, three days, 19 days, uh, three months. Yeah, it looks like the oldest one would have been about four months. Yeah. And that I, I think about that, too, that I, they, I think a lot of people now sort of, like, well, you know, they lost baby. People yeah. died all the time. It wasn't a big deal. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you look at something like that and consider, like, there was this woman who was pregnant with these five babies mm -hmm. and had to go through that emotional law, the, the loss, and mm -hmm. then being pregnant again. You know, like the whole process, like, and then it happens again to her. Yeah. And man, that's gonna fuck some people <laughs> up. You know? Seriously. Well, in thinking, one of the things I always think about too is how um, when so this these people lost enough kids that they were like, well, we'll just have one stone. Yeah. But thinking about, do my, should my kids' stones match? Should they all have the same symbol? Should, can we afford that? Mm -hmm. Should we join two on one stone and then wait? Or what, I've got three other kids. What if one of them doesn't make it? Like, I agree with you that I think we think 
that, oh, they must have just, you know, you have 15 kids knowing that, you know, most of them aren't going to survive or whatever. But, I mean, I think that's a thing where we put certain values and attributes to people that are long gone um, based on who we are and our society and our whatever. And we think like, well, they were so different. They're like, whatever. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all the same. We're all people. And, you know, same weaknesses, same, you know grief all that stuff yeah so you know I feel like you can't take the fact that these people are like well remember you'll die as like a thing of ah well whatever fine (laughs) it's you know I think it's easier to put yourself in their shoes thinking about you know as a parent right what the weight of this is you know because it's a lot (laughs) this is like considerable yeah you can't even imagine a life like that where that is and it, it might have always been a constant thing that it would be in the back of your mind, but it still doesn't make it any less horrifying that, yeah. it, that it happened. And uh, just because we're so uptight about death. We are. <laughs> doesn't mean, and not that they were glad about it, but yeah. they knew it was, it was not so far removed from them that they, mm. and I also think too, especially in New England, so many people left and went out west. Yeah. And that, like you were saying, when you're looking for a, a, a stone to clean oftentimes there really are there are no relatives yeah. left in the area to, who, who would have upkept it that that was uh, something when people came did come back they would come ba- that was part of the ritual of like the old home days yeah concept in New England you came back to the old family farm you went to the cemetery to mm-hmm. see your grandparents graves and you brought your kids and said this is grandma this is yep. grandpa and you talked about stuff yeah and, and then pretty soon, at, you know, a generation or so, then that's all gone, too, because there's, yeah. there's no connection at, after that. And then where does all of this, you know, where does that story go yeah. when those people are gone? Yeah, exactly, because also this, you know, so their mother, the last one looks like um, he died in 1812, and she's over there, and she died in 1817. She was only in her 40s. Oh, God. Is it darkness and doubts had veiled my mind maybe and drowned my head in tears till sovereign grace with shining rays dispelled my gloomy fears that's (laughs) that's dark it is dark but you can understand you know seeing it all in the chronology you can see why she might have tears and be in darkness (laughs) yeah that's that i don't think i've ever seen that epitaph before but that's Mm. especially yeah and this is one thing I really like doing is piecing this all together mm-hmm. is rather than just looking at it as oh there are a bunch of stones and they're pretty like to be able to actually say like okay you know she lost all these kids then she died clearly that was upsetting and then her husband lived another what is it 15 some odd years wow. dying in 1839 you know without her and you know so I kind of like to dig into that like did he get remarried and she's buried with her first husband or whatever but yeah, very intricate lives that I don't think we give people credit for in the yeah. past having, we just say, no, well, they were just nice and yeah, good. Nice farmers. And <laughs> life carried on and etc. And they stiff upper lip and all yeah. of that stuff. Exactly. They were Puritans. They didn't care. Or Puritan yeah. descendants. They didn't care. Gosh. Yeah, the, the worse it was, the better. Yeah. <laughs> These things are always interesting to me because the flags, it's usually, you know, um, Civil War dead. So, and this, you know, this boy, really, he was only 22, died in 1864. Um, I think I, I'm trying to remember. I know I looked his story up one time, but I can't remember. Um, I can't remember it right now, but died in the 
in defense died in his country's country's defense there you go a member of company, company e third regiment volunteers mm-hmm. so it's a good name noble bostwick yeah he almost was destined for <laughs> to die on the battlefield i guess private bostwick yeah it's the civil war ones are really interesting to me because there's a lot of debate now among some people where they say like oh it wasn't about slavery and all this and some of them flat out say it some of the there's one i cleaned in dorset that was like you know he fought against the traitorous like evils of slavery <laughs> like actually said it on the stone which i thought was really interesting huh. so i wonder if his family were abolitionists or something yep. yeah. yeah yeah so it's not that's definitely a more recent take on yeah. maybe it was it's about states rights yeah. and like <laughs> two own slurs yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean vermont had an incredible showing in the civil war you know it was like 10 percent of the population went and it, it's i think that military service from vermont like hasn't really met those levels since yeah from what i've read and i wonder if it was just like nope <laughs> we did it that one time we lost a lot of people but. and that's something that is you do when I, when I'm thinking about regional history, especially in New England, and like after the Civil War, New England just just was I mean physically gutted because so many young people were just gone, mm-hmm. and then people the people who were left behind were like it's it's hard to live here, you can't grow anything, mm. the weather sucks, we're leaving, <laughs> and then with by the turn of the century. It was there was hardly anybody left, and yep. that is it's always something I try to include in some of my stories. Like, this was just imagine what that was like like, all of these people, and then none of these people, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, that's a good point. I mean, it's no families left, <laughs> yeah, nobody left, yeah. No, it's that's what's it was interesting to me when I started researching. Um, when I started to see, you know ancestry would suggest oh this person who's in now in South Dakota and I'd be like well I don't know you know I don't know for sure I'm gonna keep that in mind and then like yeah there's so many that ended up out in Kansas and um, Illinois Indiana South Dakota Um, and it's it's very interesting um, when you think about what would have led up to that because now we think oh there's plenty of land Mm. because there is but like when you've exhausted the land and you're like hey there's a ton of land out there and it's good and it's flat and cheap and Um, I want to show you this one up here too. I think this is the biggest one I've ever cleaned. Um, I did it with help. Uh, The president of the historical society wanted to meet with me and clean a grave together so I could show him the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and he really wanted to clean that one. So it was completely covered in like orange moss, the same kind of orange lichen kind of stuff around here. But it's cleaning up real nice. I think that's born. Born! Oh, sure. <laughs> I can read. Oh! Uh, yep. I love that. Me too. I love when you can see the sculptures. I mean, it is very nice. Good job, guys. <laughs> JJ and H. Interesting. Now, do you think you can tell 
was this cleaned by something else a long time ago? It's just so pitted. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to the rest of these, which are seem to be have held up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it has been, if, if it's been bleached maybe, or you know, this kind of like pitted appearance. Yeah. A lot of times it's power washer, pressure washer, gotcha, or both. Sometimes um, it's powdery too. Is that the bleach? Yeah, that's that's both bleach and power washing can do that too. Um, which is unfortunate. Like I said, it's all good intentions. Yeah, but it's just. You know, there's a cemetery near here that um, they did a full clean and they power wash D2 and power wash. And you, know, you can tell they all look, it's almost like they look a little too clean because you, know, you blasted off that first layer. Right. Um, yeah, because it's, so, this is so crisp, mm. the edges, and this is really like burnt. Looks very much yeah. <clears throat> more like something Worn. you found in the ground. Yep. I'm going to show, I forgot, I wanted to show you one up here too, but I cleaned it. The difference is amazing. Yeah, this one, oh wow, is amazing because you literally could not read anything on it. And I didn't realize it had gotten so good. Let's see the picture. I'm going to try to find a picture. I cleaned that one too. That looks little uh, sort of willowy things or ferns or something. I think it, it kind of looks like a book. It kind of looks like pages. Oh, but I don't know. That's just a guess. But I, I don't. I like that this combines the willow and the face. Yeah. Because you can tell he died in well, 1796, but maybe they got this one a little bit later. That looks a little bit more like ones I've seen over on the other side of the state with the uh, the right school of carvers. They do the face. It's not usually, well, it's kind of hard to say with the, like they'll do the effigy and sometimes a little, a little bust. Mm -hmm. Although the willow looks a little different so maybe it was somebody who trained with them it is interesting though it's unique that's uh, i guess that's it's interesting that you're noticing this too that this one has a lot of kind of unique yeah graves in it that aren't really seen very much okay so this one before i cleaned it this is what it looked like wow and that was in june <gasps> yeah you can't even the light's really good right now but even yeah. so you would never be able to read yeah, it was completely like, wow. you know, nothing. It's got to be so rewarding. It is very rewarding. It is very, like, it's it's a good lesson for me. I don't know if you want to wait for that to be sure. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It is really rewarding. It's a good lesson for me um, because I'm a pretty uptight, pretty anxious person. So it's um, it's a good uh, lesson in being patient and waiting because a lot of times I'll rinse it and I'm like, <laughs> what? It doesn't look any different. Um, so being able to come back and kind of check up on them and say like, oh, this is looking really nice. And like this is, I mean, it's like a complete night and day mm. difference, um, which is great. Yeah, so good little fleur-de-lis or something yeah yeah it's interesting i haven't really seen a lot of flourishes down with the text mm. before there's there's one uh carver who's i've he they he tends to do every one of them seems to be like a one-off but you can tell you know by the the lettering and certain things that it's the same person but he had one of these like hand pointing hands mm. for one of them it was this historic grave for a family that had moved, it was in Charlestown, New Hampshire. Okay. 
and that had a really early uh, 1740s was the earliest Euro Anglo American mm-hmm. settlement there and they had a fort and all this stuff and this was the actually it was the Willard family oh really how funny <laughs> I wonder if there's a connection well there, there probably is society parent of I wouldn't be surprised they have a lot of kids yeah, Mrs. Abigail Willard that's really funny uh, but yeah, there was this whole history that they had written about them moving, being the first family to move here, and he was taken, ho- you know, he fought in these wars, and da-da. Mm-hmm. and it was this little hand right here, sort of pointing to the... Oh, interesting. <laughs> Very similar to that. I wonder mm-hmm. if it was the same carver who did that. Take a picture. I wonder who the, what the name is on this. If it is... Let's see, in memory of... Of Colonel... Something Willard. Might be Samuel, because he's Samuel. Willard. Um, oh, maybe it's Jonathan not. Willard. Parent and good member of society who lived respected and died lamented. Oh. Hold as you pass through this place. See the uh, soft features of my face, I think. Mm. That's interesting. That uh, something throughout, something and gay, but now something about a lump of clay. <laughs> <laughs> now I lie here in a lump of clay. That's, that's nice. So I wonder if then the, the effigy at the top is supposed to be him then. Because mm. he said, you know, behold the features of his face. Yeah. And it's there's a little... Oh, yeah, there you go. There's the top knot. I shouldn't touch that. <laughs> I won't little, tell anyone. A little crusty bit fall down. That's really... Oh, yeah. I've had that happen before just from touching them when you yeah. have like a little fragment come off. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. But usually the, when that does happen, it's like that was going to come off in the next rainstorm yes. anyway. Yeah, for <laughs> so. the most part, right? Just... A gentle breeze. Yeah. Yeah, these are chunkers too, so it's an old one. Mm. Ah, wow. So you did this one this summer? Yeah, in June. In June. That's amazing. Yeah, it's come out really, really well. I'm very happy with it. Like I said, I haven't been back, so I'm like in, in a couple of weeks. I'm like, oof. So this is like, you know, you're checking up on your, on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, I definitely go, I'm like, oh, and there's, you know, Samuel, and there's Esther, and there's whatever, Harriet. Um, and uh, I've definitely said, like, good job, good job, buddy. Like, it looks really good. Um, these things are not stable. <laughs> you know, I think people think they're a lot more stable than they are. And it's like, this could have cracks inside it that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And part of it could just knockoff and then that it's heavy (laughs) if it hits you you're done but yeah it is kind of they they are it's it is an interesting idea that they're supposed the idea of them being eternal like these Mm -hmm. pillars of stone yet they are so fragile yeah (laughs) yeah and people think i I have so many people on tiktok that will say you know just power wash them just pressure wash them and one person was like i work with marble like it's a rock it's stone it's so strong and i was like not these ones yeah. you know marble usually isn't out 
here and you know subject to shifting ground and yeah all that kind of stuff it's very you know we have to treat them very tenderly definitely yeah even just like that's gonna turn into something someday mm. but yeah this is awesome what a spot this is just gorgeous i know <laughs> yeah it is really beautiful oh so here's some more of those like I assume these are like, you know, handmade. Yeah. Braces. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oof. On the other side, like, oh. Right. So that would have had to be, because it's not, well, I guess they're screws, so. Mm. But still, would have had to be custom made, like you said, to mm. accommodate that. Well, and I think that, you know, you've probably seen this too. A lot of the ones that are falling over, they've got like, rods like shoved up in them to like put back yeah. and um you know which just cause so much internal damage and weakness you'll see a lot of those break down you know and again all good intentions it's just you know people yeah. trying to do the best with what they got well luckily now they have the system with the the channel aluminum and mm -hmm. different epoxies that i don't even pretend to like, no yeah that's, no, I don't. that's for <laughs> somebody a professional yeah to, i heard you interview tom giffen who's a really interesting guy mm. and he uh when he came here he was like he mixed the epoxy and he was like now you put it on because <laughs> i was like i don't resetting is completely out of my wheelhouse but um but it's fascinating what it can do yeah. you know and how well i mean he just like popped it on and it was like it's good wow. <laughs> i was like <laughs> well that sounds like a really cool a, a big turnout for voca yep. and they seem to be they seem to be on it a lot. I'm part of VOCA in the New Hampshire Old Gravestone Association too, and they have NOCA. Yeah, <laughs> NOCA. NOCA. <laughs> Doesn't quite yeah. roll off the tongue. No. But uh, they do they do projects like that. Yeah, every mm. couple weekends you'll get an email. A lot of stuff is a little too well. I say too far away. Like it's a couple hours, but still, that's for a couple hours of work. That's yeah, a lot. You it know. Can, Sort of like you coming out here. <laughs> no, this is well, this is literally a treat for me because this is one of my favorite places to drive through. Mm. Well, we we came through here. My husband and I are happily embracing the old fartiness of our forties. Like, I love fun it. Fun is going for a ride on Sunday. <laughs> yep, totally. And when my kids are older, that's where, where I'm going to be. Yeah, <laughs> and just doing this and like, oh, yeah. there's one. Let's go look, and we'll stop and. Um, we love coming through the vet once you get on the other side of um, Manchester. There's all these little valleys up through here mm -hmm. along the Metawi. Is it Metawi? Metawi? Mm -hmm. Metawi River are just so nice. And then there was a cemetery right there on Route 30 we stopped at mm -hmm. this summer, and, or I mean, uh, over the winter. And yeah. You yeah. can make your own fun. I know, I totally agree. <laughs> I definitely, like one of the, my, I'll wait, this could be good. <laughs> service company down here that's called yesterday's meals on wheels <laughs> which i'm like you know what good job um but one of my favorite comments that i get on tiktok and it's been happening more often recently as i have more followers is people will say like i look twice at cemeteries now because of you like i stopped and i walked through a cemetery and i was looking at the symbols and i was like super engaged with it it makes me so happy because i was like good it's a passion that i think everyone can get behind and everyone can learn about and I even had a cousin 
who um, I just don't talk to a lot. Um, and she called me and was like, I think what you're doing is amazing. Cemeteries used to like scare the shit out of me. Like I didn't want to go anywhere near one. And she's like, but now I want to go clean graves. And I was like, yay, you should. She lives in New Jersey. I'm like, there's plenty of old graveyards there. Um, but fantastic. yeah, it makes me really happy to like get people into the, cause it's all just right here. It's all right here and it's free and it's, you know, in, incredibly enjoyable. And even I, um, I don't know if you saw the video, but yesterday I met with a, um, high school class. Their teacher, um, is in, the school's in New Hampshire and she teaches, um, honors lit. And she reached out to me and was talking about, I want to create a project for my class based on what you do. So she had all of them follow me on TikTok and just watch a few videos. They went out to the cemetery and they picked a grave and they just started researching. And then yesterday I met with them over Google Meet and just talked them through. They gave me, they assigned me a grave in the cemetery. So I just talked them through my research and I gave them tips. I showed them ancestry. The school district got a grant to pay for ancestry subscriptions and newspapers.com and fold three. So now they'll be able to like dig into it. And I had one, um, you know, young uh, guy in the class that was like, I understand why you do this. It's so interesting. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think some people don't, uh, my husband's one of them, doesn't understand, like, why, why are you looking into these people that you have no connection to, like no family and whatever? And I'm like, because like, everyone's got a story. Yeah. You know, I want to hear the story. <laughs> and that's kind of like, because there's no connection, like, yeah. nobody's thinking about them. Nobody's yeah. talked to about them for 150 years yeah. and that just seems wrong yeah no agreed and just hopefully they weren't a terrible person yeah, yeah history is full of dickheads oh yes 100 percent. you do have to factor that into the story yeah. sometimes i think that's the good thing about you know cleaning old graves is you don't have to worry about you know someone flipping through their for you page and they get oh that guy you know like whatever was terrible i hated him or he you know did something terrible so do you want to walk into that one a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we can take a take a stroll. What did you did you want to These are all clean, so we couldn't clean one today, but we yeah. can certainly just So we can talk it through. If you Yeah. See, I just keep all this stuff in my car. <laughs> so, it's in my trunk all the time. I usually I have my field crew or field kits for doing archaeology because yeah you never know when there's going yeah. to be an emergency <laughs> grave cleaning <laughs> excavation I yeah. need to do on the side of the road for whatever reason so I you know I carry two sprayers I've got water and d2 um, and I also carry some gallons of water a lot of cemeteries don't have running water so um, you have to bring water from home <laughs> and I also have just an assortment of soft um, acrylic and natural fiber brushes in different sizes I've got some plastic scrapers, um, and you know, there's the the main thing is no metal, no metal scrapers. No. Is it okay if I take a few pictures? Yeah, of course. Um, and I also just use you know these grout brushes or um, toothbrushes if it's a pretty um, delicate stone. Um, but you want to make sure that you are using the most gentle methods possible. So I have this sprayer is battery powered. It's not a power washer, pressure washer. We should never use those. It has the same PSI as one of these pump ones, but the battery just keeps it pressurized so that I don't have to keep doing it so um yeah <laughs> that's the all my kit that i have here 
So a little bit of investment, but not yes. not hundreds and thousands of dollars for people if they want to. Nope. If they're interested in. And if you this. go end up on Grave Talk, which is all the TikTok grave cleaners, most of us have promo codes with a company called Atlas Preservation, where um, we you can get the D two for at least a little bit of a discount. Yeah. Because um, that's probably the most the priciest part. It's about forty dollars a gallon. Um, so, you know, I don't make a ton of money off TikTok, so it's pretty much just. paying for it myself yeah. <laughs> so um, I did hold a before I started the TikTok um, in earnest I started I did a fundraiser just to go fund me um, for people like in my family and friend group and everyone was super willing to help out I ended up get, getting like a thousand dollars which goes a long way toward D2 for sure so for the do you have to dilute it or nope. is it it's ready mixed yep straight That's on the stone perfect Yep. And it's very gentle. It's pH neutral. No bleaches, no acids. So a lot of people on TikTok will say, why are you wearing gloves? But it's very mild and it's undergone so much testing because it's used at Arlington National Cemetery and other federal cemeteries. Um, so from an EPA perspective, it has to be pretty rigorously tested. So um, one thing that Volca always says is, you know, there are no shortcuts. Like there are things on the market that are cheaper that, you know, say they do the same thing, but D2 is currently gold standard. Um, so it's just one of those things that, you know, you have to invest in if it's something that you're interested in. Um, and of course, all of this is assuming you get permission from the cemetery, um, either from, you know, from this one's managed by the Historical Society. So I got their permission. Um, and then this one, you know, that's on my list <laughs> to contact them um, to see if they'll let me clean as well. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty cool process. I, would it, like talking through the steps of it, would that be? Yeah, helpful? that would be great. We can... Okay. We can either go out there or... Yeah, we can pretend like we're going to clean. Yeah. And I think it's it's great that in pr to, pr to promote people and in promoting preservation, but also you are very upfront about... you got to do your homework with yeah. this stuff. You are responsible for this. You can't just go and do whatever mm -hmm. the hell you want. Yeah, I take that responsibility very seriously because my biggest fear is that, you know, someone's going to see a... A news segment and be like oh my gosh you're doing terrible things and so far that hasn't happened everyone's been really really supportive you know historians genealogists uh preservationists have all been great um but i think that's important because you see these stories all the time of somebody that goes out and you know takes steel wool and just starts scratching it away and and it's again i'll say it a thousand times it's good intentions but you know we need to do it right we want to do no harm to these yeah exactly they're historic they're, they're monuments to actual people, and they're also historic historic things that we as a culture are responsible for yep. looking after. So here we can just talk about like one of these ones. Yeah. Um, so usually, so yeah, what if you, this was, what, if you were going to do this. <laughs> okay, so we've got a great, for Greg's, is that his name? Greg's Greg. Hewlett. Interesting. So um, usually what I do, uh, anytime you are working on the stone, brushing, scraping, whatever, the stone should be wet, either with water or D2. So what I like to do, I spray it over with water completely, um, soak the stone, then I take one of my plastic putty knife scraper things and gently scrape away the large lichen growth, large moss growth. So then I douse the stone in D2, I let it sit just a couple minutes, um, and then I start brushing. So I'll spray a little bit of water because again, you want it to always be moist. So I'll um, spray a little bit of water and then brush 
kind of in random circles and just keep spraying the water to kind of make a foam. Um, and when Volca does these events, they're like, and then just walk away, leave it there and, and the rain will you know, kind of help it along. Um, and a, a lot of that is because, you know, you're trying to get a lot of graves very quickly. So what I usually do is I sit, let it sit with that kind of foam for a little while, a um, couple, you know, maybe five, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then I rinse it with water and then walk away. So I don't ever scrub more than once, but if I come back and I notice that it's not really clearing up, you can spray more D2 and just walk away. But it's generally preferred not to scrub it um, more than once and you know risk causing more damage. Um, with this one, you can see actually talking about the steel wool, you can kind of see that I think that's what was done you here. You definitely can, yep. Yeah, and it does, some of it does go away when you clean it, but sometimes it doesn't. So it is, it can cause, you know, a lot of damage. Uh, and same thing with, I've seen people say they use shaving cream, which you shouldn't use. It's got a lot of emollients and oils. Um, and, you know, people ask me if I do grave rubbings. I know there are likely ways to do that without damaging the stone, but I don't know them. So if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you got stuff to do, things, uh, places to go. My husband's <laughs> taking our daughter camping up the mountain behind our house today. So fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's me and me and her brother hanging out at home. <laughs> so you gotta, you guys gotta do something special too, since they're yeah. doing something special. That sounds. Yeah. Which will probably mean goes to bed at six. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when you're three, that you can do that. Yeah, exactly. And he does it well. <laughs> Thank goodness. But this was so great. This this was, this, so cool. this was awesome. I I was so excited when you reached out to me. I was like, she's so popular. She'll never <laughs> want to hang out with me. I'm not at the cool table. Oh, so no, totally. Like, wow, okay. Um, if ever you wanted to be a fly on the wall, right? And in case you'd like more cemetery fun from our tour in Paulette, remember during the tour, when we were looking at that nice, clean gravestone of Jonathan Willard that Caitlin had worked on earlier in the summer. And I said, That looks a little bit more like ones I've seen over on the other side of the state. Had moved, it was in Charlestown, New Hampshire. Okay. And that had a really early, uh, 18, 1740s was the earliest Euro-Anglo-American settlement there. And they had a fort and all this stuff. And this was the, actually, it was the Willard family. Oh, really? How funny. <laughs> I wonder if there's a connection. Well, there. there probably is. I wouldn't be surprised. They had a lot of kids. Well, we did a little digging. And it turns out there is a connection between the Jonathan Willard gravestone Caitlin cleaned in Paulette and some gravestones I had seen in New Hampshire. If you'd like to see what in hell we're actually talking about. Caitlin's making some TikTok videos telling the story about our discoveries, complete with before and after photos of her cleaning work on the Willard Stone and some examples of other related gravestones from around the region and more. Find Caitlin's work on Instagram at Stoned in New England and on TikTok at Manic Pixie Mom. That's it for the show. I hope you had as much fun listening as I did hanging out with Caitlin. 
I never did find out her stance on kale. But it's probably best to keep our opinions on such divisive issues to ourselves anyway, right? Right. Right. Kale is a pathetic and hideous perversion of lettuce. Oh, there I said it. Special thanks for this episode. Go to interviewee Caitlin Abrams. It was a thrill to meet Caitlin, and so much fun to talk with her and be shown around the old Paulette Cemetery. This lady is doing important things, so follow her cemetery conservation and preservation work, assuming you don't already, on Instagram at Stoned in New England and on TikTok at Manic Pixie Mom. Transcripts of every episode are available on our website, thesecretlifeofdeath.com. Music for this episode provided with permission by Epidemic Sound. For more information about this podcast, weekly posts, and fun extras, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Secret Life of Death Podcast and on Twitter at T-S-L-O-D podcast. You can download our show from our website or find us on any podcast platform. Please subscribe and remember to rate the show. It really helps. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.